episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater The Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Blocker. Tis the season to get glammy! I'm nominated for two 2021 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to glamawards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your favorite barista, college roommate, and your countless grinder hookups. Vote now before voting window closes, and I repeat, tell everyone and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews It's time for The Prom, and no, not the Netflix movie that James Corden forced himself into. No, no, the one where the queens turned queer teens into prom queers. An emotional episode of love and acceptance, Canada's Drag Race continues with the sob stories on the makeover challenge. Joining me to chat about this episode are co-prom queens, Coma White and Jessica Rose. Hello! Hi! Hello! (laughs) Wow, we're going to get transported back to prom, and don't you worry, we're going to share prom stories, so you better get the good ones out and ready to go. Oh, mine are good. Oh, good. Good, good. I have no prom stories because I didn't go. Well, oh, well, that's a story in itself. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to it. I'm sure <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll save it for the pod. <laughs> um. So let's just drag news of the week. It's going to be my first time talking about it since uh, it's been released. But the cast of season fourteen has arrived. Teeny. Fourteen queens, only one from New York City. Uh, do us proud, Jasmine Kennedy. I, I know spoilers, so <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I try to keep away from the spoilers, but I, I feel like it was it was about time we saw her on there. Like it was expected. I, I yeah. Listen, she is a she's a fun time gal. I've known her since uh, she was not allowed a to be in bars. Performer. Um, I'm just shocked we only have one. After, like knowing what's out there, I'm shocked we only had one. I was gagged. Like, I think they really are going to, like, I feel like after Mick and Simone, they were like, oh, you want L.A.? Y'all want L.A.? And, like, this whole <laughs> entire cast is L.A. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the big uh, story that I do want to touch on really quickly, because it's my first time talking about it and I want to talk about it, uh, 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 everyone is bitching. Some people are loving it. I don't know where it stands. Maddie Morphe oh, says, God. Um, it is the <laughs> first straight contestant on the show. Now, Listen straight men doing drag not a new thing it's been around forever have whatever opinions want on dame medna dame medna barry humphreys straight man i think what we all need to realize as someone who comes from a uh theater criticism press background your job as the press agent is to get people talking about your product so what are people going to talk about you're going to tell every outlet oh drag race has a straight contestant don't blame the show. Don't blame the contestants. Blame the PR people. This is, They did their job. We are talking about it. Have your opinions. Should Maddie be on the show? There's no reason why Maddie shouldn't be on the show. Is it a problem that there hasn't been a drag king or an AFAB performer on the proper show? Yeah, it's a problem. There's still time. The show's not going anywhere. It's a fucking cockroach. You can't kill it. it it's it's <laughs> just like Cher. It's, it, it's here to stay. But I, I think we need to calm it down on the hate on Maddie 
let Maddie have their other fun. Um, it's going to be interesting for all of us to watch. I still don't know what pronouns we're supposed to use for Maddie during the show because I feel like if I ever called a straight person she, I would get punched in the face. So teach us, Maddie. Tell us what we're allowed <laughs> to do here. But I didn't even think about we, that actually. We got we we just gotta calm it down a little bit. Remember, the press people, they did what they were supposed to do. Every article is about Maddie. They are getting everyone talking. They're going to get more people watching. They did what they're supposed to do, but let's honor everyone else on the show. And yes, they have two trans contestants. There has been discussion that Jasmine is trans. I don't know that personally. I don't think she's come out to say that. Is that part of the story? I don't know. But right now, there are only two openly trans contestants. And we're going to leave it at that. Let's celebrate everybody. But 14 Queens on season 14. And we know there's a stupid ass twist coming and we'll keep it at that. I, like, okay, I know they said something about, like, a chocolate bar or something, like. Oh, I, I heard that, too. Can, can like. I, can I, do you want me like, to spoil it? Can I spoil it? Because it's really stupid it. and it means nothing. It, it. So, for those who love Big Brother, this is a twist they've done on Big Brother, where you oh, basically okay. get something, like a chocolate bar or a, a ticket or something, and when you get eliminated, you open it, and there's one chocolate bar that allows you to go back into the competition. <laughs> And that they do, but the producers, big know brother, big brother. No, no, they, they, they pre, they'll pre pick them and then, like, I guess they'll hold on to it or something. On big brother, like, I understand that because it's a competition game where you're battling each other. This makes zero sense. Like, if you did this on all stars, okay, I can understand it because you're voting each other out. This, I don't get, but I mean, good for that's Mama all I got. for bringing back the chocolate. I, I yeah. know it kind of, uh, oh it kind of flopped like a couple of years ago. So she's still trying to make this chocolate happen. And it better be good. It better be good chocolate. That's all I'm saying. Did mm. you ever have the chocolate? Have you ever no. had it? No. No. <laughs> it's probably no. like $14 like Hershey bar with the name crossed off. <laughs> it's, it's just little <laughs> chocolate coins, but in a bar form. So that's that's all I got to say on season 14. Is there anyone you're excited about? Not really. I mean, the, <laughs> on- the thing is, I don't know anybody yet. So mm-hmm. I like to go in kind of just like blind and just wait to see like who surprises me. Sure. So. That's fair. I think the only one that like really stood out to me, because like, not going to lie, it was a lot. It was a lot of like pretty and a lot mm-hmm. of there was a lot of human units in this in this promo <laughs> reveal. I was like, the human units are getting featured this season, apparently. But like the one that really stood out to me was June Jambalaya. Like, I don't know. She just like I really liked her vibe and like the style that she had. Yeah. Like I liked the little nail with her name on it. I was like, okay, that's faggy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, for me, I overall, just the promos, they everyone seemed very underwhelming and lackluster and had no personality yeah yeah i didn't get the runway at first i'm like i don't get what this theme is i didn't get it until i saw the trailer which is like a Candyland thing love that didn't it's love basically else's. if you swap these costumes out for any uk3 other look, for uk3 it's the same thing it's basically they're like i like these colors it's tertiary colors. That's basically the then focus. when they did like the little when all the queens did like the little walk around whatever. It was like in an arcade, 
which like i don't know it just it didn't make sense to me this like scene it's like nothing what's does, going nothing on does. well we will have time eventually friends to do a preview on season 14 give me a, give me a, a day before i even put the toots and boots on the um on the instagram because it's a lot drag. too yeah <laughs> well we're, we're we're here to talk about canada's drag race season two how have you both been enjoying the season so far we're eight episodes in two more to go should i let um, you start miss ma'am <laughs> sure uh, <laughs> i love the first season of canada's drag race what i loved it felt like a kind of like a throwback to like the earlier seasons Mm-hmm. It, it still had that kind of a, I guess lower budget but like there was like heart and character there this one I was not watching it you know at all until you reached out and then I'm like oh now I have to like watch them I'm seeing it I'm like okay this is amateur hour like it, it's all these queens feel like replicas of like previous contestants I'm like what's new what's original and it just, I don't know, all of them just seem, this like seems like the young adult version of Drag Race. Like sure. it's very catered to like middle school or high school, like very young audience. I'm just like, <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I don't think it's as bad as like, I don't know, like season 11 or something. Or like, like Australia. <laughs> moments. Um, but it's just like, there there's no like originality there's no, like no spark to it that's fair i can see that honestly for me like i completely agree like from the start i was texting my friends that do watch it and i was like i was like these are like the ultimate go girl give us nothing like these girls are not like i don't know what it is like they're just the only one that really stood out to me at all was Pythia. And now, like, mm-hmm. from this episode, we'll get into it. Like, Adriana. I was like, oh, I like Adriana. And then this episode, and I was like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah I I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Because I, I feel I'm mixed on this season. Because, obviously, recapping it each week, I'm getting to talk about it in depth mm-hmm. and discuss the characters. Um, there are unique characters. There definitely are unique characters. And then you have carbon copy replicas named Geometric who oh. that that's it's gg good um nope no shade it's just exactly her but um you have people like pythia and isis who are really unique characters mm-hmm. but are they characters that are going to carry the franchise if they absolutely win absolutely not i don't know no so that that's the, <laughs> my issue because i think there is one person still in this game who can carry the franchise but she doesn't have the track record to win and that's kendall um so it's going to be interesting mm, it really will no, be interesting. i don't agree with that at all I, I feel like I feel like she's also just like the most like kind of basic yeah like, bar queen and bar queen, <laughs> bar queen. Bar queen. <laughs> well that what's interesting is I'm getting the same vibes I got from her that I got from Priyanka until Priyanka left the show she was very basic I mean she was horrible with her runways too. that's true I think now like after last week's episode I think there's two front runners for this season which is Pythia and Isis. Yeah. Um, but everything before last week, I feel like was so basic, so boring. The runways are god awful. Literally. But then last, last week was like the first episode where I'm like, oh, there's actually some good looks here. Yeah, same. I well, think this let, season for no, me, 
oh sorry the, I think the season for me can really be wrapped up with like what um I can't remember who said it to her in, in the in the roasting challenge or the reading challenge where she was like Gigi not as good like that's what this mm-hmm. whole season that's like that, that is exactly for me like yeah now I don't know if, if this Brooklyn is the top tier. It's true. I don't know if this is like the top tier of Canadian queens that were available, oh, or or if there are other queens who are waiting. I don't know, but yeah, th- there's they're they're definitely getting that sophomore slump here, which UK did not have the sophomore slump. They no. had an incredible sophomore season. Oh and then I think season first. Yeah, like so, UK one was bad, and then UK two was great, and then Canada one was good, and then UK or Canada two was like not as good. I liked Canada, I liked UK one, but like UK two is just so far, like it way outranks it. Like, I oh, that's my this podcast. It's right my now. Oh, wait, yeah. it's over. Okay, wow. I don't even remember. Wow, that was shade oh, to my Davina De Campo. Wow, we're just going right in. Okay. Like people on the it, but Frock Destroyers. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> it's my sing opinion. sing song over cop destroyers sure i will you, that, that's <laughs> fine i'll go with that one but all right you know let's let's get into the episode uh kamora is gone and pythia is going to miss her grandmotherly energy i mean we've got to stop calling people that are 34 and over grandparents come on you're making me feel terrible yeah i i feel like there the thing is why i said like this feels like like a young adult version of drag races because like all these queens are like 20 something like there's no older queens that like on, older queens go watch drag race italia jesus fucking christ that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> literally lord well gia is in shock she loves her for bringing her heart into the competition but isis knows she will be well remembered she respects her as a person and a friend and her presence will be missed we got the top five and Kendall had a good week. She is proud of herself and feeling a little bit richer. Now the competition is on for her. It took you seven weeks, but good for you. Right. The competition's on. <laughs> Isis, well, she is happy for Pythia as the judges finally liked one of her looks. Oh, that rivalry is really funny. It's really cute. <laughs> and Kendall says it's anyone's game. They each have their different strengths, but I ask it every week. She's getting these confessionals that she doesn't need to get. Why is she getting that confessional? She's still a possibility win. I'm saying they, they're pushing it. They're trying to push that narrative for us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I see it like for her, but. Me neither. <laughs> I, I think she's like, like what Coma said earlier. I feel like she's like, she's, she's like, I like her personality, but like drag wise, it's like the epitome of basic to me. Mm-hmm. Like there's like not a single unique and I did like what you like you said week seven and I'm like what's your brand like you come in being like I'm like the Kardashians but like where is that like where yeah. is any of that in her drag I don't see it yeah well I mean again I think there's something about Kendall that they're not showing on the show but she she is an activist and that was in her mm. Meet the Queens video that was very present in her Meet the Queens video obviously uh, when Gigi Gorgeous was on the episode um, she's the one who broke the news about uh, Kendall dating a a transgender woman which mm. no one knew on the show yet well for as the audience is concerned so i think there is a reverence for kendall that we're just not being shown which is why i think they're going to need a little better job editing here if, if they are going to crown her but she's getting a lot of air time that she doesn't need that's true she has yeah well it's a new day and the win is getting more realistic you can count them all on one hand as they each have a win which is very rare on drag race these days they discuss yeah. what sector of drag they have each won a competition in. Pythia was the Rusical. 
Kendall was the comedy roast, Gia was the girl group, Adriana was acting, and Isis is sewing. Pythia was not sewing, though. <laughs> we, we get Tracy coming back to say hi to the final five. Oh, Brooklyn is there, too. But they tell them that their parents must be so excited for them being where they are. And Tracy's like, what would your mother say? Siri, play Betty Who. <laughs> anyway, Gia is like, <laughs> she would be so proud of her. She's her number one biggest fan. And Brooklyn's like, you know what? Why don't we just ask her? Oh, shit. We're going to get emotional now. Gia's mom appears on the screen, and it is, in fact, live. This isn't pre-recorded. Her mom is so proud and she got her, that she got herself there. And Gia thanks her for being her number one supporter. Gia cries. One down, four to go. Were you ready for this? It was actually kind of emotional. I wasn't really expecting it. Um, it was, like, cute at first. And then, it, you know, over and over and over again, I'm like, okay, like, we can stop the waterworks. And then somebody, I don't remember who, but one of them was, like, really ugly crying and I was like oh. I think Isis was really like I I like see this is the type of thing that I, I think about for me I'm like okay if I was in their situation and granted it's like weeks and weeks of like being without like people whatever like I understand you're not there with your support system but for me I'm like I feel like they would paint me as a cold bitch because like I 100% would not cry to see like pretty much anybody in my life like I would be like oh hi like I wouldn't be like ah, I miss like that's just not I don't get that I don't at all like I would say I'm I would emotional. be the same way because <laughs> like, I love I love the uh, on Survivor the family visits and I'm like send me someone I don't really give a shit because I do not want to cry like send me my brother <laughs> will fight the entire time we get good TV and neither of us are going to get emotional um, also, if you make him do a challenge, he'll do better than me. So let bring him on. But yeah, I, I, I'm, but I understand. Like this is a pressure, Kirko. You're literally away from your family. Let's be honest. You're away from social media as well, and that is a bad thing because um, it makes us go crazy without it. Or maybe that's just me. I don't. Know. Really, I would live. Um, I'll be like, take my phone. I don't want it. Like, I can't. I hate social media. If I didn't need it for the podcast, I would go off of it. One hundred percent. God, I need an intern. Where is an NYU twink when you need one? <laughs> Jesus. I'm sure you could find one. I'm sure. Well, Kendall is like, of all days, why did I wear mascara? I thought we were doing puppets today. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. You, you think you know the show that well. And I thought you were doing puppets today also. Anyway. Adriana <laughs> gets a message from her hot boyfriend, Yannick. Um, wow, they would make beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. He was delicious. I was like, oh, good morning. <laughs> Adriana thanks him for their teamwork and how proud of them she is. She can't wait to hug him. And Yannick says, bring back the crown and slay those bitches that he doesn't even know who they are. Brooklyn says that she's going to hit up Yannick to make her some costumes. And Adriana then tells her, oh, he does injectables too. <laughs> <laughs> Not I that mean, Brooklyn's ever life. had any, right? That was really funny of her, actually. It was. It was very I think funny. it was like the um, only funny thing that she said this season. Yeah. Um, do, do we do we think that's why Adriana is with him because costumes and injectables? I mean, it's like injector on a daily basis. I mean, like, I mean, he he can do it all then. Yeah, yeah. surgery and then just like you know, dick her down. Yeah, well, I think it's reverse order. You can't get plastic surgery and then get dick down. I mean, whatever. Surgery. Like he can do it all though. Like he can give it all. Costume, you can give her then. the BBL. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Kendall gets a high from her partner, Patch. 
this was a very important moment for Kendall. Um, Kendall says they have changed their life in so many ways and being away has realized that they are their soulmate. Kendall tells us that she has been with her through her entire transition. She has learned from her strength and perseverance and is unmatched. She's forever in awe. Kendall says that she is there for her. And Patch says that she has put Kendall's perfume on her pillow. And I was like, I can't wait to be in love. That's so sweet. I know. I couldn't get past her name, though. I was like, you voluntarily named yourself Patch? Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't, that's her name? Yeah. Yes. Well, Patch I was like, Patch. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> it's very Brooklyn. <laughs> I've never heard, actually, Patch Adams, the, the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> Maybe it has, like, emotional um, um, connection to her. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. I just know. It's past it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But again, it's like this was a very important moment for Kendall because she did get a little more screen time than the others here. Um, but I, yeah. it was really beautiful to see this kind of romance because we really haven't seen this kind of partnership on the show aside yeah. really this year from Vanessa Van Cartier. True. True. Which is a whole different beast, which uh, God, that one made me cry. Yeah, that one did. But, yeah. Listen, if you got a partner who's going to stick with you through transition, that's a really, really special part person. So, I know. It was sweet. It was sweet. Very sweet. Well, Pro- Brooklyn then changes topics and is like, who should go home and why? That was funny, <laughs> but also, like, can we really do that right now? Because that would be so good. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Do it right now. Please, 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 please. Because um, that, like, you want to talk about emotional breakdowns. That's a- <laughs> like, you want to talk about Jan getting destroyed by the producers. This is it. True. That is true. Isis is going to get to see her mom, Cindy. And Cindy tells her that she misses her. And Isis tells her that she did it. She fucking did it. And Isis is a lone wolf, but she has a pack. And her mom leaves in her drag more than she does sometimes. She tells her that she is bringing the crown home to Mama Isis. And finally, Pythia gets a message from Jeffrey, her partner. He has an eye patch as he had just had surgery. Um, Pythia feels bad that she couldn't be there for him and I wish I had someone to see me through my struggles. I'm having a procedure on Thursday and who am I coming home to? My dogs. <laughs> they can't make me food but they can give me good cuddles so at least there's that. That's that, Well, true. at least you have the doggies. That's true. Um, alas, Jeffrey says that she is the most deserving person and she can't wait to see her. Jeffrey says the most important thing is that she win. They need the tiara and the scepter. Oh, and you know, like a hundred thousand dollars. No big whoop. <laughs> well, thanks to our friends at Fido for filling them up with love. Fido, a little bit of love goes a long, long way. Is it like what? What is? I didn't even understand what this. I made that was. one up. Um, uh, Fido, I guess is a. I'm not even kidding. I think it's a gas station company. Is it? I think it's a gas station company. That's I'm why I filled up with love. I know between a gas station company and a drugstore as your makeup sponsor, what's going on oh in God. Canada? Like, I was like, I'm ready to move to Canada. No, it's boring and terrible. Anastasia Beverly Hills is holding out. <laughs> Listen, maybe they don't have a chapter up in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's like, a, yeah, I don't know. They're like <laughs> Shoprite is the sponsor of RuPaul's. No, Drag could you Race. imagine like, if Dwayne mess. Reed, Dwayne but Reed like, was the sponsor of Drag Race? Like what? It makes no sense. No, it's it insane. doesn't. Well, 
I want to know if you were in this position, who would be there calling you? Jessica, you said you are stone cold. We're going to get you to cry. Who would get you to cry? <sighs> That's the thing. Cause I feel like they would like go for the obvious. They'd like would bring on my mother, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like my, like I'm, I'm very like with my mom, like I'm very like, like I'm cold. I am like, I, but I, I let, it's not that I don't love my mom. It's just like, I'm cold. Like I don't, I don't, um, I don't have like an emotional reaction to most people like that. Like what if it was your drag mom? Zaria? No. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be come, bitching I, you out. She'd be like, well, did you do everything properly? She'd be like, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, maybe you, maybe you call, uh, if I saw you, maybe I would be like, sister like i don't know i don't know i don't feel like there's anyone that could really make me like cry oh how about you who, who who's gonna make you cry actually i think they'd probably either bring on jessica or <laughs> my mother if she can actually figure out how to use those skype <laughs> so you would cry if, you're, if your mom came on you would cry i know for sure I mean, I'm just, I'm emotional, so like I'll probably cry for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm an emotional person too. Believe me, I I I know there are certain people who would make me cry, and it wouldn't for me. I know it wouldn't be family for whatever reason. I just don't have that emotional connection with my family the way I do with certain friends. That that's what would get me. But alas, I'm never gonna be on Drag Race unless I'm someone's like makeover challenge, um, which basically <laughs> would be like, God damn. Would you do it? Oh, to be on TV fully, absolutely. It depends who it would be, but yeah. Love. Oh, fully. There, there, there are certain certain people who could get on the show that I, if they asked me to do it, I would do it. Oh, I love that would be amazing. I want to see it. Well, listen. The only time anyone's ever put makeup on my face, it was from one of the Dragula mini extermination challenges. Both Salik and Seraphim had half my half a face to do in. 10 minutes so it looked terrible and i was like never again um so <laughs> it better be an artist if anyone is ever touching my face again though yeah. i'm probably going to need someone to help me out with the glam awards because i want to have like a little soft beat going for my glam look um so Demon, I find Demon sitting right in front of you i got i gotta <laughs> i gotta find someone to do it um i did i did listeners find a date to go with even though they're not officially a date they're just a, a, a good friend to go with Thanks for ejecting me. Insert name here. Oh, oh. moving on. All right. Okay. Tracy tells them that they are going to be taking a trip down memory lane. They're going to go back to high school. No matter what clique they were a part of, it wasn't always the easiest of times to find their truths. For some of them, it was a time they would like to forget. But times are changing, and now. Two SLGBTQIA plus high schoolers are finding their voice and proudly stepping out of the closet for all of the peers to see. First off, I was like, "That's a t- that is a tongueful." You probably said that line fifteen times before you got a final take, but I appreciate it. I appreciate that they're including Two Spirit because Two Spirit is such an important thing up in Canada. Oh, that's what that meant. Okay, yeah, Two Spirit. I didn't, I didn't get that. Okay. Um, is that? Do you think that's something we'll be incorporating now? Now that it's been in the lexicon, at least. For us to hear. Say it again, like the whole thing. Two S L G B T Q I A plus. So you're adding two S to uh, to the front. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> like at this point, honestly, who it's cares? gonna take like, some time with the mouth to like because LGBTQ, we finally got it. The Q took a while to finally add into it. 
Um, I still, I still fuck that up. It's a lot. I apologize. It is a lot. Didn't they already um, add like a plus sign at the end? Mm-hmm. Like, is that enough? Like, is that not end? enough for all of you? <laughs> no, never. Of course not. Um. <laughs> anyway, they are going to see five teens. Their names are Ethan, Friday, Michaela, Alex, and Clover. And what Adriana says is something that I say as well. Damn, I missed that skin. I know. Uh. That being said, that being said, um. No offense, Clover. Uh, you, you, it was not the smoothest skin. Leave Clover alone. <laughs> um, I, you know what? That's probably my biggest regret as a twenty-something was I didn't do moisturizer. I didn't do any of that stuff. And then I started, I started doing it, like, last two, year. I yeah, I started like a year and a half ago, and I was like, "This is incredible." What was I missing out? You, you I'm homos very, did not teach me. I'm very into skincare right now. <laughs> <laughs> just like Vanessa Hudgens is into Vogue yeah, and blood, <laughs> and blood um, right. well these five teens are proof that it gets better and it already has gotten better each queen will play chaperone and escort them to the draggiest prom ever it is a queer prom makeover alright let us hear it let's hear your prom stories now come you said you didn't go to prom no so my high school actually they don't have prom They uh, we took a uh, trip to Disney World instead as like our I would fucking take get rid of my Better. prom for a Disney trip. I'm yeah, a huge that, Disney nerd. Okay. Um, um all I right. was actually like better because like I wasn't out at the time. So like the thought of having to like go to like a dance and take a date and all that, like, oh no, thank you. So now, the trip is like a good alternative for that. So you don't have to deal now, with all that. Now, obviously, one of the things of prom is like you go all the way, you lose your virginity of prom. Did you find a prince charming to do it with? No, I, w- I was such a very, like, a good girl, like, just not, I was, like, too, no, I was, like. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I were gay in high school and at Disney, I would turn Grinder on and find that Prince Charming walking around that I didn't even know what Grindr was like, back then. And be like, baby, let's go back to the hotel room. <laughs> God, I have such a crush on certain Disney characters. It's really bad. I see. <laughs> Flynn Rider. Oh, my God. Oh no, it was Aladdin and Peter Pan for me. And Tar- when Tarzan came out, Diva gone, uh-huh. done, around. Also, Pr- <laughs> Prince Philip also is very, very handsome. Very, very cute. Uh-huh. Generic. But we know it- I have a type. You uh, do. You really do. Uh, <laughs> My um, type Jessica. is the guy that shows his hairy chest in uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> just mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not a prince, is. though. Oh, I don't, um, I'm not really a Disney person. You like the villain. You want a villain. Sure. Jessica, he let's hear Jamar. your prom. Um, let, let's hear your prom story. Well, my main one, the one that I like really got into, um, I went with my best friend. Um, and like I wasn't out, but like our my school was a private Christian school. So like nobody really had like dates anyway. Mm-hmm. Like no one was really dating. And if they were, it was like a very like hush-hush, like they hid it from their parents kind of nonsense. So it really didn't like matter about that for my school. Uh, but I went with my best friend and it was a masquerade and we made our masks. Like we actually like paper mache the whole nine. And like, she had sheet music from her grandmother that like we put on it and like made a Harlequin thing. It was kind. Like we were serving. <laughs> and and I remember we didn't do prom king or queen because my school was like, no, that's like, that's too much. Like you guys, that'll be like, it's just mean or whatever. I thought that was lame, but um, <laughs> they did have a contest for the best masks. And then um, I did win. 
Look at you. And the, girl, the girls were pressed. I remember my friend Jackie was like, you know you only won because it was a popularity contest. And I was like, and what about it? <laughs> Watch out, Glam Awards, when Jessica gets her nom. It's over for you, bitches. Also, speaking of which, please make sure you vote for me in the People's Choice for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger. Thank you. If you, you know don't vote for did. me, there's going to be one tweet sent out by Monet Exchange, and she's going to obliterate us all. So please vote for me. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, um, my prom story. I went uh, twice uh, at once as a freshman. No. Junior. Junior. No. Junior and sophomore year I went. And then I went to my junior and senior prom. So I went multiple times, which oh if, if any if anyone asked like now, they're like, that is the most shocking thing. It's like, I know, right? I was straight. Um, but I, my senior <laughs> prom, I went, with, I went with my girlfriend and it was a lot of fun. Gag. Yeah. Look at, look did at you do the now. whole thing? Did you lose your virginity at prom to yeah. her? No, no. No, what we did, we went to go see two Broadway shows the next day. <laughs> there you go. We got to see Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Sweet Charity. Yeah, I'm aging myself, so if you want to do the math and figure out what years those were, you can know when I went to prom. Hello. 2005, <laughs> that's when it was. Um, all right, well, these queens, they're going to turn their teen into a prom queen using products from Shoppers Drug Mart Display. They want their runway to tell a story, so they have to bring their teen's prom fantasy to life. They will make their outfits from scratch, and Isis is ready to win another design challenge. Well, they can also use fabrics from the Fabricland wall, and wigs have been provided by Wigs and Grace. Let's be honest, some of those wigs were fucking perfection already, so do not tell me that this was not pre-planned. We'll talk about some of those wigs. Oh, they were yeah. so good. Yeah. All right. The teens will also get a coaching session from Brooklyn Heights in Brooklyn's Drag Academy. It's now open. What a terrible missed opportunity not to make it drag you. I they should have just said drag you. It was it was right there. Low-hanging fruit, just say drag you. <laughs> well, Kendall, as the winner last week, will assign the duos. She will take Alex because he is a mini me to her. Ethan goes to Gia. Friday is with Adriana. Michaela goes to Isis and Clover with Pythia. Brooklyn says that was a very Canadian pairing, to which Kendall says she's congenial. Listen, if she doesn't win the crown, she'll probably get miscongeniality at this point. Yeah. That was my thing. I'm like, you literally just counted yourself out. I could tell immediately in that moment, I was like, well, you're not going to win now. Because, like, I'm like, you literally just like set yourself up to be miscongeniality. Like, that's clearly what yeah. she doesn't think she can win. So she's trying to buy for that now. And yeah. I was like, that girl. Also, I just want to know. What is Kendall wearing in the scene? She is wearing the jacket that's going to be used for the runway later. So I clocked that. All right. So it's time to meet with everybody. And Kendall tells Alex when he walked into the room, he said it was like looking into a younger mirror. Isis tells Michaela that she is, was hoping for her. And Clover says that they saw Pythia's outfit and hope they would get this person. Clover shares that the history of prom is very heteronormative as there is a history to conform. And what they're doing is the opposite of that. Pythia shares that her drag is gender fuck. You can be who you want to be in drag. And Clover likes to deconstruct the traditional silhouettes and mismatching and bringing them all together. I was like, oh, this is a perfect pairing. You're both weirdos and you're perfect for each other. It was cute. Um, Ethan tells us that he's graduating this year and has never been to prom. And I said, you're a fucking child. <laughs> Is it really bad? I was like, okay, how old are they? Because like those two, those two were cute, and I was like, 
let me not. I was like, get them. No, shoot. Correct. So we're like, oh, we're, I'm going to prom this year. I was like, oh, no, come on. Correct. Yes. So that's why we're going to keep those comments to ourselves on this podcast. They're good for their age. They're nice for their age. Anyway, um, <laughs> good for Adriana the wants... <laughs> Adriana wants to put Friday in a long dress. Friday wants to show some leg. They reveal that as a non-binary person, they never actually fit in, but they see themselves as sexy. Adriana serves body and she's living that they want to serve body too. We learn that Michaela has been doing drag since grade nine because prior to them coming out as trans, drag felt like home. Isa shares that her drag mother's trans and she has a drag trans, uh, trans drag daughter. She is happy that she is hers now. Ayla wants a sparkly red dress because it complements her skin. She wants a ball gown. And Isis says that she's more show girly and believes that, like, nah, they don't have to match. Joke's on you, girl. Just wait till the critiques. <laughs> um, but I was like, this bitch knows what she wants. Michaela's like, I demand this look. Make it for me, mother. Like, I was like, diva. Okay. I mean, that was really nice that she went along with it. Like, yeah. if it were me, I'd be like, you get what I give you. Like, right. I'm not the one. Be grateful <laughs> like, you're on TV, child. Exactly. Like. Well, Alex thinks her character will be glamorous and expensive. Expensive, shiny, Kim K's wet look. How fitting since she is a Kendall Jenner daughter now. Um, <laughs> are, are either of you Ken, uh, 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 Kardashian Jenner fans? I used to watch the show and then I kind of fell off. Like, I don't. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really keep up with them that much. You don't keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I was obsessed with it for a while, like obsessed. But I think the earlier seasons, because like they reminded the way they interacted with each other reminded me of like my family. So that's why I, I liked them. And then like your family's crazy, and narcissistic. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just checking um so like if you like if if someone made a reference to you you would know the exact image they're talking about Depends. i mean that's like that's like a, a really that just happened recently well that's yeah fair, that. that's fair it's been i was like i don't times on the show too. I, I hate the Kardashians so much so i don't really know it that well so i was like i don't know what you're talking about but i'll, I'll see you later and then i was like still don't know what you're talking about but that's fine um, i was never close to the family. actual look <laughs> yeah i was like this is why i hate that family anyway <laughs> Ethan has never done something like this and tells Gia that he wants to be that girl that everybody looks at. He wants to be glamorous and he wants a nice dress. Gia is not afraid of a design challenge. She says the growth from week one to the ball, she will make him the most beautiful gown ever. And we're going to be very impressed with Gia's uh, success here. Now it is time to try some walking. Ethan is a drag baby and is slowly learning, but he's a model. So he knows how to run away, but the heels are the new part here. Friday sees sparkly pink fabric and lights up, and that's the fabric for them. Alex is a theater girl, and um, those arms are swinging because that's what you do in theater. Swing your arms. I don't remember that musical. Like, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Michaela is showing up everyone in that room. She's got the merch in the parking lot ready. She is on Canada's Drag Race as contestant number 13. Also, you know that Drag Race at some point in the future, they are going to put a makeover challenge contestant on the show. I thought it was going to be Nebraska Thunderfuck for the longest time. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Michaela's going to be it. Maybe. Maybe. She, she like really like, I almost was like, you have a kind of an unfair advantage because she was like, she had it all down. Mm -hmm. And like a former drag queen too. I was like, this seems not fair. 
What maybe Wintergreen will be the contestant that gets on the show. Which one is Wintergreen? Peppermint's um uh, makeover uh Sarge, the the the, oh, the camera guy. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I would love. That'd be fun. Um, all right. Well, we watch Espathia and Clover work on the garment together, and they are there together as non-binary bodies. It showcases to the world that it's not just cis gay men who do drag. Um, well, Maddie Morphosis is here, so that's what it's broken <laughs> over. Um, Pythia wants to show that this is a whole new world for drag, and those who are watching might be different. They can do this in the future, too. I think this was really important to have this pairing together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Tracy arrives to say hello to the kids. <clears throat> Gia has named her drag daughter Electric Metric. So stupid. Drop? Like so dumb. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan. Tracy loves the colors as Ethan's favorite color happens to be purple. Um, definitely a homosexual. Yeah. Gia has painted people a few times and is fully convinced that they look alike. And they have similar bone structures. Um, sweetie, your child hasn't had work done in this face yet. So you look like that. Read her. <laughs> Am I wrong? Do they look anything alike? I thought so. A light resemblance. Okay. Like, yeah. White twinks. Uh. Not, not, not as much as um, uh, Alex and, and Kendall yeah. did. Those oh, two yeah. were identical. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of which, Tracy visits with Kendall as they both have an obsession with Kim K's Met Gallo wet look. They're going to be fine. So, what's the name? Please welcome to the stage Stormy with an I, Obvi. Stormy gender because it's a take on Kylie Jenner's actual child's name and then going with the storm and wetness. It's conceptual. And please explain it to me. I'm, I'm lost here. I unfortunately get the reference. Um, yeah. It, I thought it was stupid, but I got it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, help me, That's help me. Kylie's daughter's name. It's not Stormy. Yeah. Like her actual name is Stormy. I know. Isn't have, that... Like she should have done something more like, uh, I don't know. She should have named her like Rise and Shine or something. Rise and Shine? <laughs> I mean, just um, go with another K name. It's right there. Like, yeah. Uh... Can you like get your child taken away for stupid names? No, I'm, they, I'm talking about the actual Jenner, uh, not Kendall here. Um, Stormy. Well, if okay, if you name if like if you're trying to name your kid like Hot Cheetos or something, I think the state <laughs> will like enter. No, I do. Well, think I mean, the state, it, like, I mean, intervenes and like, if, no. if you if you know, I mean, Grimes had a major issue with the child name that she tried to name her. In, in fact, the state um, will like intervene and be like, no. <laughs> I have no idea. Isn't Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter's name like Apple or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Blanket. Michael Jackson's yeah, blanket. blanket. Oh, God. Granny Smith oh, well. apples. <laughs> Listen, if you're if your child is a weird name and they're not a future drag queen or drag king, you did it wrong. Right. <laughs> Raise them better. All right. Well, Kendall is not super confident with designing as it's not in her skill set, but she wants to step it up. And coming off really high last week, she wants to do well. Now we have Isis bringing Michaela over who wants to pop with red. If the silhouette is simple, it's still Isis. She's here to show variety. Isis tells us that she's never designed a prom dress, but she has put someone together, so she's not too worried. 
Now we have Pythia next with Clover. It is a match made in hell. They both identify as non-binary and they want to bring genderfuck onto the main stage. So they're going to go with a goth glamour via a deconstructed sort of tuxedo. Okay, I was here for it. I was, I was thinking that's cool. But Pythia has decided to make a whole new look oh, yeah. to match Clover's look. That's a challenge. You, you, yeah, you got, we, we got to pray for her because that you going to finish in time? Two looks in one day? She has the background, so I was not... I was not expecting like her to not finish. Yeah. And finally, Tracy loves the fabric for Friday. Adriana is showing off Friday's body. They have always dreamed of having a dress where everyone faints when they look at them. Tracy lets them all know that Quebec icon Mitsu will be the special guest judge. Adriana is so excited as Mitsu is an icon from Quebec. Um, are either of you familiar with Mitsu? I have no idea who she is. I thought at that, first they meant Mitski, and I was like, I was like, oh, and then they kept saying it, and I was like, wait, who the hell is that? Like, you, you know, they bring people on there all the time that like nobody's ever heard of these people ever outside of like the regional wherever they are. That's true. Well, one thing today, that I, yeah, one thing that I did really like though was the conversation between Isis and uh, what was her name? Clover, not Clover. Um, uh, uh, Michaela. Uh, uh, Michaela. Yeah, Michaela. Um, I thought that was like really important too. So like mm -hmm. that's why I thought this episode was kind of special because like Isis kind of mentioned like, you know, that she went through a lot of like stuff and uh, Michaela, yeah. she kind of just like told her like, you're never going to be alone now. Like yeah. I'm here I for know. you. Like, if you ever need somebody to talk to, like I'm here, like I've been through, I've been through it. So I like, I get it. So I thought that was like really important too. Absolutely. Really yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that conversation a little later on because it, 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 once they started putting everyone into face, you really saw the emotions coming out of the kids. Yeah. yeah. But Well, first off, we got in today's edition of Dance Moms. Our five queens sit on the side of the stage as they watch Coach Brooklyn Heights teach their offspring how to sissy that walk. Brooklyn welcomes the drag babies and she is here to show how it is done. Um, Hit the mark, go over there, say hello to the judges. We model the garment again. We walk to the back at the, to the center and don't cut the corners. Ta-da! Did either of, either of you learn anything in this little tutorial from Brooklyn Heights? No, <laughs> but I know how to walk, so. Who taught you to walk? Nobody, I taught myself. <laughs> I, I've been walking on my tippy toe since I was like a little kid. Yeah. Like I, I've been training for this, mm -hmm. to walk in heels since like, you know, since I was like four. I was gonna say I got the nat I had the natural swish down I, like when I was real young. I used to get made fun of it all the time. People would be like, Why do you walk like a girl? And I'm like, I'm not trained to. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm yes, gonna, they do. <laughs> I'm gonna put you both on the spot right now. Mm -hmm. Which baby queen in New York City has the best walk? Baby queen? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I feel like every week there's like 20 new baby queens that pop up. <laughs> oh, fully. Oh, fully. I am trying to market the baby queen market right now to get votes for the fucking Glam Awards. <laughs> I'll say, you know, I what, I hesitate to call her a baby queen because she already has a weekly show at the queue with my sister, Tina. But like, I would say Mary A. Like, okay. she just started. I, she's like, she's giving it. So I would say Mary A. Okay. Right. How many Any suggestions? Any nominations? For a best walk? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't see them walk. Like I don't. I don't know. She doesn't. We, 
That's we don't go to drag wars or any of those things anymore. So we don't really like see these girls. That's fair. You don't stalk them on social media. Absolutely not. Why would I care? <laughs> like <laughs> because they're coming for your gig. Who when there's no 50 of like them, they're like zombies and they will destroy you and, and get rid of the old school curls. It's I'm gonna not be death. The legion of, of fashion over girls. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't know if I've ever shared my um um idea for a drag show that I'm you know what I'm so choosing chaos if I ever get this ha- to happen. I want a what show called it? Drag Purge where it's a um, duel and one the loser has to quit drag. <laughs> this is how we get rid of all the extra queens. Drag Please Purge. And thank no you. more. That's so right. I, I mean, love it. actually, I could think a lot of names that I would like to add to that lineup just because oh, I want them to quit drag. Yeah, so Drag Purge coming sometime soon when I become the king of New York City nightlife. And um, which will be never. But when I become the king, the ruler, the empress, Drag Purge, new show coming to Sony Hall. You know what? We're going to put it on the big stage. <laughs> Sony I Hall it is. be there every single week. <laughs> yeah. no, no, the amount of queens is every fucking night. <laughs> once, a, once a week. Once, yeah. Once a day every week. Okay, well. Brooklyn tells them it's all about confidence and knowing how to strut their stuff. Alex is up first. And those pads, um, I don't know where they came from, but that ass and those hips added a double to that fucking waist. Like, um, he, he he gives a bit of a walk, and yeah, it's definitely Kendall's kid. Yeah. Um, the, 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 those hips were large. Insane. Too much. Now, have we ever seen a baby queen pad that much? Have we ever seen a baby queen pad? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people, I think yeah. a lot of the baby girls now like will try and like yeah. I know a couple of people recently have been bitching about it. I'm like, just just try it. I had a couple of friends who didn't want to do it, then they added like, you know, like the little centimeter and then the two meter, and then like, look, they have that they're actually a curvaceous. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Trying it. Brooklyn shows Alex how to cross his legs in front as he walks, and he is wobbling like Bambi on ice. I was like, oh that poor kid, he's gonna fall down. <laughs> Michaela is up and she's incredible. Um, Brooklyn wants a hip and, and, and her mama has a stank walk, so she got to have a stank walk too. Ethan has big shoes to fill, literally and figuratively. Brooklyn <laughs> wants Panther on the runway. And I was like, is this like a lyric to like a RuPaul song? Wow. <laughs> Ethan is very sweet in his walk, but she's got to be have the metric gene. Clover is next and the shoe is falling off and they have robot arms. And then out of nowhere, they go backwards like they're moonwalking. So I was like, okay, that's a journey. Good for you. Like, <laughs> pop off. And Friday is me if you force me in heels. I will pound that stage because I am trying to stand up for dear life. Um, <laughs> but Friday has attitude, but they almost lose control. It was, it was, it was looking not so good. I was nervous. <laughs> but I'm going to say it. Adriana watching Friday was like totally embarrassed mother face. Like trying to be supportive, but she knows there's no hope for her. Yeah. Poor Adriana. She was the worst one. Yeah. Well, it is prom night and no, James Corden is still not making an appearance here. Shocker. (laughs) It's been a long day for the queens as they have to get two looks together and two faces ready. Gia tells Ethan that drag is a little uncomfortable, so heads up. Uh, yeah, that duct tape head is proof that it's going to hurt you. <laughs> Pythia is a little behind as they are only they only have one of the two costumes made. 
But don't bitch and complain. You did this to yourself. She's going to rush to make it work, and one mistake can actually send them both to the bottom. Gia is going to teach Ethan the um, the, the the just just how to darken the eyes and work with confidence and just feel good. And then Kendall is going to give a shout out to Urban Decay All Nighter Setting Spray in hopes of snatching up a sponsorship. Um, <laughs> I was like, you better get, get that promo, Diva. <laughs> get it, get it. It wasn't just Urban Decay; it was the Urban Decay All Nighter Setting All-Nighter, Spray. Which she which... wants that one. Triple oh, are you, a, are you a fan of it? Oh, yeah. I wear this every single time that I'm in drag. <laughs> I don't wear no, take, it anymore. Take it back. Um, no, t- we're going to take that take again. What, what's your favorite setting spray? It is the Urban nighter. Decay All-Nighter Spray. <laughs> oh, my God. All-Nighter Setting Spray from Urban Decay. Sponsor Jessica Rose. Please Do give it. me everything. <laughs> well, Kendall will be going sexy for Alex's size with a brand new brush and um, a dream, as she says. Is it really that important to paint with a brand new brush? Brush. I just got um, one, and I'm like living for it. <laughs> good. Hopefully, it's clean. <laughs> it, it shut up. <laughs> Are you she not a brush cleaner? Brushes. I know. <laughs> I cannot paint my face with dirty brushes. I okay. need to wash them before every every uh, paint. Jessica, are you just lazy, or is this a tradition? What what's going on here? I am lazy and also a, a little bit more busy than Cole. <laughs> um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. The shade, we love it. So Pythia says that it is so crazy that they get to live their truest selves in high school, and she reveals that she wasn't as comfortable in high school. Clover says that they made a club called Love Yourself, Love Others Club as a, a space to uh, for people that they can find that, to be discovered who they are. They had no one to talk to and felt alone, but now they have made a space for others. Friday has a GSA at their school and helped get some gender-neutral bathrooms to create a safe space. They volunteered once a week, and also Friday is forced to make pads. Um, mother is literally putting daughter to work. Um, did either of you have a GSA in your school? No. Not my high school. My college had one, but, like, it, I went, like, I think maybe twi- two or three times, and it was just, like, I don't know. There, my school, there was a lot of queer people, and, like, mm-hmm. they they would just go on and on and be like, oh, it's, like, so hard to be gay here and this, that, the other, and I was always, like, kind of not there's like a lot of gay people that go to the school like you're definitely not in the minority here like there's a lot of gay people that go to the school and that lived in the area too so it's like it just was like not my tea that's fair i did not have a gsa when i was in school but there was a gsa that was created i believe a year or two years after me do you want to guess who created it your best friend no my ex-girlfriend LOL! <laughs> Tied it back to prom! That, I live. That's amazing. There we go. All right, well, Michaela's going to reveal that when she was in sixth grade, someone lit her locker on fire. One, how did they get away with it? And two, that's arsony, so shouldn't they be in jail? But we'll get that story another day. Um, but for her, that's when she realized she is very different and she is alone in her fight. She starts to get emotional that she doesn't want to be alone anymore. She understands what it's like to be alone and she doesn't want anyone else to feel that. Isis tells her that she is now part of the House of Couture and if she ever has any negative thoughts or if she just needs to talk to someone, she will have her contact info and phone number. She is no longer alone. 
Isis will now say in her high school experience, it wasn't great either. And you expected to be bullied. Home is supposed to be a safe space, but when it continues there, it feels hopeless. She felt control when she could do whatever with her body. She allowed herself to get to a point where she wanted to end her life. She woke up in a hospital and ended up being put away for a while. It was, a, it was hard and she knows the struggle. She doesn't enjoy what happened to her, but she wouldn't take it back as it made her the person she is today. All right. That was not necessarily the conversation I thought was going to happen out of these two, but I think, um, come, as you said earlier, this was very, very important and, um, an important conversation just to put out there in the ether. Yeah. Well, I, think, I, I feel, yeah. I feel like it was a very special just to hear that. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a facet of the like queer experience that they have never really touched on in drag race history. Like I can't think of anybody else that's ever really been like, oh, like I was suicidal and I like did something about it, you know? And like, I do think, unfortunately, obviously, like I think it's less now than it has been before, but I think that's, that is still a major issue in the LGBT community. And like, I'm glad that they did address that head on rather than shying away from it. I mean, I listeners, you can call me out for it because I there is a lot of drag race in my head, so I know I'm missing a reference. But I do believe Art Simone did uh, address uh, suicide a little bit um, in Down Under this season. Because uh, for me, I think I think it was the first time I was like, oh, I don't think we've had this plot line before. But mm-hmm. I think um, uh, uh, Art was a different conversation because she was talking about it more so in the uh, lens of a family member, where Isis is basically saying it was her um and i think what isis did here was really interesting because she didn't explicitly say what she did but she alluded to it without triggering people i think they Um, probably made her do that personally which which is fine and i I appreciate that because it's a very difficult topic to discuss um and and just hearing some of those words can be extremely triggering yeah um but as far as an edit, this was a very important moment for ISIS. If, if you're going to give her the crown, this is insight on a winner that we want to celebrate. And I, I'm, I would be here for an ISIS win right now. Yeah, me too. Clover tells us they have never really done foundation. And Pythia was like, I'm a makeup artist. I did a lot of makeup for prom. Osriana's like, I've never been a makeup artist. and um, But I think I do good makeup. Scratch, 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 scratch. well the teams are feeling hot they're having fun yeah at least the confidence is real (laughs) all right let's head over to the main stage we got brooklyn heights literally looking like fucking perfection that honey blonde curly hair the dress with those cape sleeves i don't want to do drag but i want those sleeves i want to just whoosh (laughs) i just want to do that like how fun is that do either of you have a gown that does whoosh no Go get I one. I need it though. I know I need it. And a fan too. Like a fan just to blow it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was just, it was just like, I've seen capes before, but these were like attached to the arms. They're not attached to anything else. And just like, oh my God, it looks so much fun. I want it. I want it. Yeah. I have well, a train that like kind of like whips a little bit, which gives nice. me my fantasy for sure. <laughs> so we're going to have Tracy Melcher, Brad Goreski, and French Canadian pop princess Mitsu. So if Mitsu is the French-Canadian prop princess, does that make Celine Dion the French-Canadian pop queen? Absolutely. Uh, sure. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. Because if she's not the queen, we got some major issues. 
When is she going to be on the show? Never. They can't afford her. Literally, they will, Celine Dion would never. Isn't Avril Lavigne Canadian? Oh, she is. Avril Lavigne alive is the more important question. Yeah, she, she just released a new song. I didn't hear that it. That could be yeah. the robot. You don't know. Give me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the duplicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could be the clone. I don't know. Same. Okay. So, category is cool mom. This is the first time I feel like in a makeover challenge where it was not explicitly a makeover challenge where they have to have like family resemblance looks explicitly, Mm -hmm. but it was a look that they already brought for a category that they then had to incorporate into a makeover challenge. It worked, but also, I if I were the judges, I would have been a lot more lenient. I, I don't. Know. Like, I didn't even remember them saying "cool mom" as like it was. It was literally just them. before the um as they oh, stepped okay. on the runway. I think this is much harder because the thing is, like, and I mean, it make for good TV. And actually, this is one of my my favorite. Um, like makeover challenges that I've seen on the show in a long time. Um, so I definitely think it worked well in their favor, but like, I think that's like, this was a lot. Like when she was, when I think yeah. when Kendall was describing everything they had to do, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. Like that's making them do a lot of stuff in like mm-hmm. one, in like two, three days, whatever. Like that's crazy. Like, absolutely. Well, as you know, we love not doing an official tune and boot. We do it my version. Are you ready for this one? You ready to find out what we're going to play? Oh, yes. Really? I'm proud of this one. In honor of the cool mom runway, we are going to play Regina's mom or Carrie's mom. <laughs> Who's Carrie? Prom- Carrie, from- Carrie? Carrie White. Oh, Carrie. Carrie. You I didn't you get said- the reference? I, I I thought you said Carrie. So I don't know what you're talking about. Continue. I, I, of course, I know Carrie's Carrie mom. White. Oh, my God. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> They're going to laugh at you, bitch. Plug yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had to. I was like, prom, Carrie, perfect. That's the worst mother on the planet. Oh, God. All right, we're starting off with Isis and Ruby Couture. Look by Isis. So here's the situation. While Tracy and Brooklyn may not have explicitly said there had to be a strong family resemblance, they still have to live in the same cinematic universe. Otherwise, they were just put out there alone. Like, you could just put the kid out there and that's you. it's Project Runway. So the dress that Isis created for Ruby should be celebrated. It is stunning. The silhouette is so mature and regal. I love that fur trim. The hair is billowing down in such a striking way, and she managed to make gloves as well. When it comes to Isis's look, if she was intended, as, if this was intended for her cool mom runway, I think it would have failed as well because I cannot figure what, what what kind of mother she is trying to be. Um, it looked like a bad dance challenge look in my eyes. I had no idea what she was going for with this. I was like, what? Like, if, especially, yeah, if it was for that category, like, it would have failed. It would have failed either way because it just didn't make sense. Like, for any, I don't know what runway that would have worked for. Like, maybe dripping in jewels or something. Like, I don't know. But, like, it was a she was performance a, she outfit. Was, yeah, she was like, I have this outfit. I'm going to wear it. It's Literally. getting shown today. But honestly, I think that, like, I'm obsessed with that outfit. She, she looks incredible. Stunning. Yeah. I loved it. I want that outfit. Like <laughs> it was gorgeous, but there was such a disconnect. Yeah. So. Yep, absolutely. Brooklyn asked Ruby how she's feeling, and she says she wants to see her, so she puts her glasses on. 
but she's feeling amazing and beautiful. Brooklyn says she is a goddess tonight. Brooklyn didn't get the runway presentation, and she says you don't have to look like, but you at least look good. Brad says it looks like she's red carpet ready. He says that Isis looks gorgeous as well, and they haven't seen her like this yet, but he's having a hard time figuring out what the story is. Tracy says she had a beautiful walk in poses, and Mitsu says she went to the best school ever. I'm going to give this to Carrie's mom because it just didn't work. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for for in terms of like looking good, they accomplished that. But like in yep. terms of cohesiveness and the, the challenge, yeah, Carrie's mom. Also Carrie's mom. The audience was 54% Regina's mom, 46% Carrie's mom. Kendall and Stormy Gender. Look by Roderick, hair by Sean Malmes. Uh, remember that green fur jacket? This is her now. Um, I have to assume for a makeover challenge, Kendall had the Flintstones inspired fur to use in some, incorporating it into some challenge. Uh, but using it as a prop and the basis of Stormy's color was very smart to give it a family resemblance. Um, but let's be real, that dress that she gave Stormy was not great, but she did give her a character to play. Uh, Stormy does look a bit uncomfortable because of the oversight padding, but she's making it work. Like, but for the first time in drag, she's like, you're going to have to figure out all of drag in one night. So good luck, girl. But let's be honest. She is a bit stiff and the Kardashians are in fact robots. <laughs> but Kendall is Wilma Flintstone, uh, where she took Fred's tunic, turned it into a jacket. Really cool. I think it's very simple, but the characterization was spot on in their performance. Kama, what did you think? I also agree. I think the characterization of the performance was great. Um, didn't like anything else. I hated Kendall's. Actually, you know, I didn't hate Kendall's look. I hated her hair. The oh, hair yeah. bothered me so much. It was so god awful. It was coat, Will Flintstone in the wrong color. Exactly. And then the, the coat, I like the idea. It just looks so heavy. It, yeah. it just didn't look good. And if you're going for the Kardashians, I've never seen Kris Jenner ever look like a fucking cartoon character like that. Like, get it together, Mary. <laughs> it, it, was, it was also just another disconnect. Like, I know I, I get it. Like, they probably have, like, she probably had this outfit and then they have to make something else. If you're going for, like, Flintstones, like, give me that. Like, you know, it, it just, it doesn't make sense. That's good. Yeah. I completely agreed. Like, I I think if she had gone full Flintstones, it would have made more sense. But the, to have her and this Flintstones get up and then the, uh, and then her daughter and, like, this, like, really poorly made, like, silk chiffon thing, whatever, like, it just didn't read she at She was all. already so campy. Like, camp it up. Camp it up. Like, Literally camp it up. If that's what you're going for, camp it up. If you're going to do high fashion, do high fashion. You can't exactly. have it both ways. Like, Yep. And this this wasn't about Kendall either. So like you could have just worn a basic blazer and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Brad said asked Stormy's first time in drag how it feels. She says she feels so stunning, but her feet are on fire. Brad got their story from the beginning and loves the Kim K wet met gala hair. He says Kendall's swing sewing is getting better. The execution may not have been as polished, but she is selling the mother-daughter story. Tracy says the way Kendall paints the story, there was a family resemblance. Brooklyn loves the bedrock meets fifth element meets Chris Jenner look, which is different from what they've seen from her. Mitsu says it's mind blowing to think it was her first time doing drag. 
I think the story, because it was so important to this challenge, I will give it a Regina's mom, but it's like right on the line. I'm struggling, like, I'm struggling to toot this because it's just (laughs) like, no, because like, yeah, okay, like she was camping on the runway and that the story translated, but like the looks were so bad. I have to boot it. I'm sorry. It's for, it's Carrie's mom. Sorry. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna have to agree just because like I I actually liked the characterization and the performance that mm-hmm. Kendall did. I think that was really good. I got it exactly who she was. And I think like of all the queens playing the mom, she did it She's the, best. the best. Yeah. Um it was just it was also just like a disconnect and I, I was gonna I'm gonna boot it. It, it carries mom. The audience, 67% Regina's mom, 33% Carrie's mom. They're uh, okay with it. We're in the minority. <laughs> Next up is Adriana and Belladonna, hair by Sorel, look by Il Bolero, accessories by Inchu Bijou, and Rockstar Arts. Okay, so there is something that does connect them, and it is that they both live in the shiny garment world, and that's it. If I had to create a story here... Belladonna is going out and the limo is late picking her up and her mother Adriana is running late for her date with a daddy. May not be Belladonna's daddy, but it's daddy nonetheless. That's the story I'm getting. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Belladonna's hair is great. The, the, the dress is fine. I think it's a very simple garment, but there's a lot of the same fabric that makes it feel very overpowering. I do love the sleeve though. I, I, I appreciate that because you don't really see that in a prom dress. Adriana's look on its own might have won the week, but there was just more to this runway in what elements it needed to include. Uh, that little bondage pop on her ass was brilliant. I love sexy camp like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 the story was not there. Jessica, help me here. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I the thing it, that made it hard for me was this episode I finally was like, oh, she's like fun. Like, I like what mm-hmm. she's doing. Like, the, uh, she's had some good looks and she's like, she's got a good personality and like this episode, I don't know why she just really gave it to me in terms of personality. I I actually really liked her look. I hated mm-hmm. what she made for her daughter. Like, hated it. I thought yeah. it was really poorly tailored, really poorly made. You could see, not only were the shoes tripping up this poor girl, but like, she couldn't move in the dress. You could yeah. see that she was like constricted by the dress. So like, for overall execution and like cohesiveness yet again it's like it's it's gotta be it's gotta be carrie's mom unfortunately comma 100 carrie's mom this was such i think this was like the first one that was like this is like such a disconnect it (laughs) makes no sense also didn't uh the daughter say that like she feels sexy like this Mm -hmm. dress is not sexy she's she covered her up completely and it it just looks so bad. Um, everything about it, from the hair, the makeup, the outfit. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I could see her real hair underneath. Literally. Of the wig. So, like, do your job. Tracy <laughs> says she's gorgeous. She asked Belladonna how she's feeling, and she says she's having so much fun besides the heels. And she's got the prom she never had. Brad says Belladonna looks beautiful with the jewels, makeup, and hair. Brad wishes they matched a, a little more. Brooklyn loves the simplicity and the color of the dress, and it doesn't see any corset lines or tight lines. She says that Adriana also looks beautiful as a naughty mommy, but 
has a problem with the presentation on the runway as she didn't understand the connection. Mitsu says both looks are amazing, but more individually. They're all agreeing with what we're saying. I'm going Carrie's mom as well. And the audience agrees. 35% Regina's mom, 65% Carrie's mom. Next up, we got Pythia and Apollo. Look by Pythia because she made them both. Um, the storytelling here was magnificent. They were family. The risk of making two looks really did pay off. Um, I think Apollo's deconstructed suit is really innovative. I love the playfulness of the materials that felt soft and feminine, but styled in a more masculine way. Black crushed velvet on both looked gorgeous, and it was a great concept. Um, there are elements that Pythia used on both looks, like the lace and the metals and the velvet, and they bring both looks into the same world. I think having a gender-bending face on Apollo also really helped with their narrative, and um, the sash reveal was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I had a lot of opinions about this look. <laughs> and you're going to hear them right now. I absolutely hated everything about it. Did you really? Uh, yeah! Okay. I, okay, so I don't even know where to begin. She's like going for like a goth look. Bitch, you're not fucking goth. Just because you put on like black lipstick and you, <laughs> you're, a, you're a mall goth from like Hot Topic. The striped socks like sent me over the edge. I hated <laughs> it. So, like I almost had an aneurysm seeing that. I hated it. Like it's just, I hate people like pretending to be goth. Like you're not. Stop it. Like this is not goth. This is like Hot Topic trash. Um, I also am not a fan of velvet. I kind of hate velvet. Um, you really so I, was, I, I don't like crushed velvet. I, I'm just not a fan don't of it. You don't want to touch it every time you see it? No, I, I, it's not. It doesn't look good to me. I just am not a fan of that. I like the idea of, you know, the gender bending suit, deconstructed suit, whatever. It, the, the execution wasn't there for me. I don't get it. Like, it just. I was not a fan of it at all. Hate the wig. <laughs> just the little crown. I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at your, your backdrop and just seeing, and I'm just like, I don't like it. And seeing <laughs> it more makes me angry. <laughs> all right, Jessica, you're going to be the tiebreaker here. I loved it. Come hated it. And Jessica. Okay. I love what Pythia created for, their drag child like I really think the suit and everything looks great I agree hate hate the crown I think it's stupid I don't I get it hair. it doesn't it doesn't make sense with like the rest of the look I love that they put a mustache on them like I think that was really cool and I'm, I'm into the execution of what they did for their drag child when you move over to Pythia I'm completely on your side. Like, I, I didn't really pay attention to her in it because I was looking at what she created for her drag job, but, like, her outfit and how she looks, no. Absolutely no. Like, it's not good. I don't understand the length. I don't understand why, it, like, her padding looks weird. Like, yeah, I hate the sock. I The hair is pretty much the only part that I'm, like, somewhat almost okay with, but, like, no, the rest I'm of it, not. no. Like I well, I'm you I don't okay like the that crown hair. thing. Let's I hate I that crown too. Like we're particular, I Michael. The suit that she made, like I, I'm sure it's very well constructed. It just I don't I'm looking at it now. I'm just I don't get it. Like it's just it's you know, especially like the ruffle lace, like it's just very I don't know, it's it's not for me. 
So That's you love I, it, she hates it. I'm like in the middle. You're in the middle. All right. Well, Apollo shares that prom wear is very heteronormative idea of what a man should wear and what a woman should wear and had a fantasy of deconstructing the gender roles in clothing. Brooklyn says it's modern day gender bending queer prom. She loves it. She got the story and she knows that over the hill goth rocker chick. Brad says he would wear that outfit made for Apollo, the cape, ruff, the cap, the cape ruffle sleeve and the blouse, the lace, the exaggerated French cuff. It's so cool. Someone is going to try knocking it off. Tracy says it was such a joy to see the mother-daughter storyline. Pythia wanted to give her the perfect prom. Tracy says that being here and being on the stage is going to inspire so many teens to live their truth. Mitsu says that Apollo reminded her of her kid. She thinks her thanks her for putting in an uh, image in flesh, in heart, and in soul, and in idea. She is making it real. Apollo is feeling powerful and didn't think that drag was something they could see themselves in. No shocker here. I'm going Regina's mom. Coma is going. Carrie's mom. And Jessica is. I. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to give it Regina's mom because I, I like the execution for Apollo and I right. like the general storyline. So I'll, I'll give it a Regina's mom because I feel like I'll boot everything else. So I have to audience, audience, 79% Regina's mom, 21% Carrie's mom. Finally, we got Gia and Electric Metric. No designers listed, um, but let's, uh, let's see how we do here. I thought this was brilliant. So we have Peg Bundy in the early 90s sending the dream version of her Kelly Bundy to prom that was that was a dress she wore in the 60s. I could see the storyline. I could see this as an episode of uh, Married with Children. Like, this made sense to me. But Electric Metric looks so beautiful in the two purple tones and the bustle dress. Uh, she is a princess on her night out with her Prince Charming. I love how playful the looks are. And whilst they still come from different periods, there is a strong connection. Um, I think Gia looks hilarious. I love a queen who serves me a good reference. And you know what? Gia has been on the rise since week one. I think if she just didn't buy the first challenge and what they asked her, she would have a much stronger case for the crown. But um, I, I think it's going to be a harder challenge for Gia to win. But she made electric look so well. And again, where did this wig come from? That was already pre-styled and ready to go. The house. <laughs> Which wig? Um, Electric wig. Oh no, electric wig. It was perfect. Like that's that takes time to style, but yeah, I don't know. Um, tell me, what did you think? I actually think this was like the best uh, made garment on the runway. Agreed. I think she did a great job with it. Not really a fan of those like uh, that like clear sleeve. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I think it was like very well done. Um, I love Mary with Children. I love Peg Bundy. I hated her Peg Bundy. I hated the wig. It was god awful. And I know she's trying to incorporate like the purple from her daughter into her outfit. It made no sense. That dark purple. She was, afraid. Like, that she was really print. afraid. Yeah. And then the purple streak in the hair, like it just looks so bad. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like what she made for her daughter. Don't like her peg bundy because if you're going to do peg bundy i think it can be a lot better and this was not the peg bundy i would like to see yes, so <laughs> would, would you wear electric electric stress Who, i no jessica oh that's 100 jessica's 
aesthetic. That's why I ask. I I do like it. Yes, I I agree. I'm not a bit a big fan of like the clear. I get it. Like the reference is right. Like she like I get that she was doing the reference well. So I'm okay with it. I, I didn't hate it. I like the white like corsage rose on her chest. Like I think it. I like it overall. I think it could be better, but I like it overall enough. And I completely agree with you. I literally loathe what she's wearing. Like, loathe. I think it's so tacky. I think her shape looks good. I'll give her the shape. The body looks right. The outfit is fine. It's neither here nor there to me. But, like, the hair is heinous. Like, absolutely heinous. I hated the hair so much. Like, the hair, I kept, like, I couldn't, I almost couldn't pay attention to anything else because I was like, why is there purple streak and this horrible up to thing? Like, what is happening here? Like, I hated it so much that it completely distracted me from the entire thing. So, yeah. Overall, she have though, at least like, made herself like a purple top or something. Yeah. Or you know, like I I get like what she's trying to do, but like I don't know. I wasn't a fan of uh, the Peg Bundy storyline. But Brad asks Electric how she's feeling. She says it's crazy and never thought she'd be on the stage like this. Brad says she looks like she's Gia's daughter. It's fun and loves the mismatched shoe and the illusion sleeve. It's purely geometric. Brooklyn loves the transformation in the story they told on the stage. She calls it very drop-dead gorgeous, which is like, okay, I can see that as well. Uh, Mitsu calls it prom queenderella. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Tracy loved that she let Electric go first, which she wouldn't do as a mother, but then come down the stage and be like that too. She loves the hints of purple that connect her to her daughter. And Brad says the look is bringing him back to his actual prom as he wore purple faux fur blazer as his, his mom made. His prom ended with being told there are a bunch of guys who wanted to beat him up. So he left prom early and that was his entire high school appearance experience. Seeing them live their truth is mind-blowing how far we've come as it does get better. Aw, Brad had a bad prom experience and high school experience. Are we surprised? I mean, with that outfit that they showed? No. <laughs> he is um, older you, than I am, so I understand that things were worse then. Yeah. You just I mean, reminded me, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just remind me about the mismatch shoes. I oh, yeah. hated it. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, Who would love hey, that? Hey, actually? Hey. Who would approve mismatched shoes like that? Nobody. No. A drunk mother. Hate. Hate. Well, Made I'm going to give it to Regina's mom. I loved it. Where are you both going? I'll give her Regina's mom. I'll give her daughter Regina's mom, but um, Geometric is going to get Carrie's mom because like, she did not do uh, Peg Bundy justice. I think Katie Seagal would be disappointed too, so... Shablam. I will 100% agree with that coma and I'm going to retroactively give the same to Pythia and, and her child. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Audience, 78% Regina's mom, 22% Carrie's mom. They liked it. Well, the mothers and daughters are going to head back to celebrate over some nice aha seltzer. Will the dress or the performance cause the queen's lip sync? Ruby says that they could have never imagined or expect this to be their prom. She feels expensive and luxurious. To be the face of other Black trans kids around the world means so much to her. And she thanks Isis. If Isis has to lip sync, she's okay with that. Ruby is happy, and to her, that is all that matters. Electric is inspired being in this room. It was important that no matter how insecure you are with your sexuality, you can still be yourself. Stormy says that going to an all-guys school when they were younger put a lot of internalized 
homophobia in their mind and thought expressing themselves through makeup and painting their nails wasn't okay. But they have all given them confidence to do whatever they want because it doesn't matter how they look. It matters they do what they want to do. But Thea wishes she had them as a role model when she was young. And I'm like, oh, me too, a little bit, same kind of. Apollo loves that you find support through seeing themselves in other LGBTQ community. And to Apollo, they won when Kendall paired them with Pythia. I was like, oh, these, these kids are too sweet. I want to hear the dirty, edgier stuff you got to really say. Exactly. <laughs> Adriana though is concerned though. right Adriana is concerned she has to lip sync as she just feels the love in the room she's she's like whatever everyone's happy but <laughs> Belladonna had no expectations walking in just pushed themselves out of their comfort zone but now they feel they are a superstar that the other kids could see Adriana says they are already a superstar and look fantastic to which Belladonna says she looks and feels like Michelle Visage what is the <laughs> <laughs> All right, decisions have been made. Pythia is the winner. She wins $2,500 beauty card from Shoppers Drug Mart. And Shoppers Drug Mart will also be making a $5,000 donation to It Gets Better Canada. So sometimes in these design challenges, the partner usually gets something. These kids I, got jack shit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're I right. was like, oh my God, they're going to get a scholarship. They're going to get something. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Please. <laughs> Listen, I watched some college football this weekend. Two motherfuckers threw balls into a Dr. Pepper can. And you know what they won for throwing footballs in the can? A year supply of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no. A $100,000 tuition. You're lying. Um, they threw balls in a can for 30 seconds and got the same prize as a drag race winner. I would take the year supply of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, straight people get it better. They, well, <laughs> we've been on that. <laughs> well, the kids got nothing except an experience. So it's like they're on the BBC. TV, yeah. Um, <laughs> They get, All right, Gia, <laughs> they get a roof Peter badge. They get a roof Peter badge. Gia is safe. Kendall is safe. Isis and Adriana are the bottom too. Do you agree? I have a feeling you yeah. do not. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. I think that Kendall should have been there over Isis personally. Okay. I'm, right. But the thing is, okay, so I feel like they're very strategic about like who they place in the bottom. Oh, it yeah. was Adriana's time and they were like, we're going to kick this bitch out. And um, they, you know, Isis is not going to go home. Yeah. This, like, she's a front runner. She's not going to go home at this time. Um, would Kendall have gone home over Adriana? I don't Probably. think so, but... Yeah, Kendall's oh, been on like three times. I, really I think Kendall is a better performer, and that's why Kendall would have been saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's the battle of the Latina queens, El Salvador versus Colombia. The song is Everybody Say Love by Mitsu, as written by RuPaul. Gotta get RuPaul in there. So random. I'm going to say this was an excellent performance. They both brought immense energy and had so much fun. Um, do you remember when RuPaul was making 90s music with the most 90s sound electronic beats? So terrible. Can we just retire those sounds forever? I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I Ew, am uh, <laughs> Well, like you barely both probably lived in the 90s, so fine. You live your 90s <laughs> fantasy now. We are. 
We are '90s babies. Yeah. Okay. Sure. How how many years in the '90s did you experience? I experienced all ten. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. Fair. I was at the beginning. <laughs> no, that's fair. Well, Isis had, I think, innate comedy in her performance while still serving you like dance. And Adriana, I think, was good, but she her movement was just so constricted because of her look. She couldn't really dance. Yeah, and latex like I, that, and the hair. Like she. I don't know if she would have been able to like do better without that latex dress. I it was the hair. Maybe too. the hair was screwed. Yeah, I don't. Hair. I don't know if Adriana has tricks. I don't know if she could have shablammed or done any death drops or splits. But you were not doing it in that look without just like literally breaking it, destroying it. Yeah. Um, I think the moment Isis won this lip sync was the rap part. I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. that, that's good. That's funny. That that that's something we really haven't seen on the show before. When she did the spin on the stage, when she like was rapping mm-hmm. and then did like the little three sixty spin, I was like, she won. <laughs> yeah, for me. If you wanted to make this a double save, I would have been okay with that. I think they both did a really good no. job. But uh, for me, Isis did a edge Adriana out. Yeah, Isis really gave it. She was like, I'm not going home today, bitch. She gave it, and I was actually wasn't really expecting that from her. Um, but she did a really good job. I was thoroughly entertained. I'd give her a dollar at the club if I saw her. And she does not listen. I know her. She <laughs> like she clutches those dollars for dear life. I don't like those dollars easily. <laughs> wow. Has anyone called you out for not tipping them? I've actually gotten better at tipping the girls. Um she time. would barely even give Shaquita a dollar back in the day. No, I no. If there was anybody I would tip, it would always be Shaquita. I always had a little dollarita in my a pocket. A little dollarita, Shaquita. Shaquita. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I she needs to I, brand that. I I need to start writing um my tips as tax write offs because the amount of charity I've given to queens over the years. <laughs> I'm selective. I mean, I I do when I do go out now. I do tip the girls. Um, but like it depends. Like, like do something good. Like entertain me. If I you know? did not tip a queen at a show, there would be Facebook posts about me not tipping a queen at a show. <laughs> That's how terrible it was. It. I <laughs> I could never get away with it. Yeah. But, oh well. At the end of the day, we say goodbye to our first Colombian queen on Drag Race. Adriana is going home. Isis is safe. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. You ready? Yeah. What is Adriana's legacy? Um, <laughs> that's really hard. That's a very in-depth. I like. I don't know because this. Okay, this is the thing with this season. I'm like, I'm not going to remember any of them no. by the end of this. I know I won't. Like mm-hmm. by by next year, I will be like, who like. It, it's yeah. just they're not that memorable so like unfortunately like for her i think it's maybe i'll remember this look because of the dog in her ass i don't know like i just like wasn't it a bear was it a bear it was a, bear. a dog i don't know it was, bear. It, was an animal. <laughs> it was a stuff something it should have been a yeah. baby that would have been funny <laughs> a dead baby <laughs> <laughs> a baby squash baby Mama, <laughs> what do you think I agree. I don't I don't remember anything. This was her time. I, I don't know. I don't remember anything she did to be quite honest. Like snatch game. Like should have been like, Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I think she Amanda Massacre been... if you're listening right now, I apologize for what these two are saying. Oh, I, does Amanda I, like I, her? I, 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 oh, Amanda loves her cuz she's Colombian. 
Um, yeah. So Amanda, I apologize. You can DM both Coma and I'm sorry, Jessica, Amanda. <laughs> um, and be friends, and then um, we can have a bloody cage match on the show in the future. <laughs> um, so it's a reunion in the middle of the season. What? Uh, there seems to be a twist as the final four are going to be coming final three. How do you think that will be determined? Be determined. I think it's going to be a vote. I hope so. I think it's going to be. I a loved vote. that on All Stars. I thought that was so cunt. Like <laughs> it screwed Shangela so bad, but I think it was such good TV. I think it's going to be a vote, and I think it's going to piss people off. I think so too. The thing is, like, all these girls are just so like. There's been no drama. There's been nothing this whole season. So I'm like, you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. So I want to tie this to who's going to get eliminated. But after eight episodes, the winner of the season is. Um, I think Pythia. Okay. I think it's either Pythia or Isis. Either one. But honestly probably like if i have to like pick one i think what pythia is doing is a little bit more innovative mm-hmm. um especially after last week with that uh that centaur yeah. yeah um that's cool oh and the I, head thing yeah i mean that that's the thing pythia has given us some memorable iconic looks that are going down going to go down in drag race history so I want to break it down a little bit. If if I if it is in fact a vote, I think Pythia should be safe, and I think Isis should be safe. It will come down to a Kendall versus Gia, um, yeah. who's going to get that final spot. Agreed. I think if that's the case, what the queens are going to do, they're going to take it to personality and how they think of the queens, because the problem is, and they've said it a couple times, is the Brat Pack is a trio. Cynthia's gone and you still have the two of them. So then you have to separate Kendall and Gia. Kendall is just inherently a better person. She's an activist. You see, we've seen her story. What do we know about Gia at this point? I don't know a backstory for Gia. I see a backstory for Kendall. I think if it is a vote, I think Ken, uh, Kendall would take it over Gia and Gia is going to be gone. I agree. I agree. And I think too, I've seen, it was so interesting to me to see like Cynthia and Gia and then um, Kendall be like friends, but be like the the cool girl click or like the bean girl thing. And I could see, I can always clock a fake girl mm-hmm. instantly. And Gia gives me very fake, like, oh, I'm oh, really yeah. nice. But like, no, I'm like diva behind the scenes. I know you are not. Like I could clock it a mile away. So I do agree <laughs> with you. I think Kendall would definitely be the one that they would save solely because they like her. And I think also in terms of representation, I mean, Kendall is- Yeah, that too. Um, half black so if you're if it's going to get down to the nitty-gritty i think kendall would take get that spot over gia um and as far as winner i mean i really have been saying this gia narrative just because i see it um if gia doesn't win i wouldn't be surprised either but i've been i've been calling narratives since day one i mean i was still pissed off that miss crystal won but that narrative was there from day one um i personally would like to see isis win I wouldn't mind if Isis won. 
Yeah. I wouldn't Listen, either. I mean, coming off a uh, uh, Priyanka's win, it's going to take a lot of work for anyone to be as iconic as Priyanka. Um, so Or Jimbo. Like, none of them are even as iconic as Jimbo, and Jimbo was out, like, fifth. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll see Jimbo soon. Oh, yeah. Well, where can we find you both on social media and Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Let's go in alphabetical order, Coma. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms under Coma White NYC. So that's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Venmo. Um, yeah. As for projects. Um, well, actually, tomorrow I'm going to be releasing a little video that I've been sitting on for like the past eight <laughs> months. <laughs> so mm-hmm. excited to finally share that. Other than that, I um, don't really have anything going on. I always post any gigs on uh, Instagram. So keep up with me on Instagram. Very <laughs> cool. Jessica? Well, you can find me on all socials at Jessica Rose NYC, Cash App, Venmo, Twitter, all of the above. Um, and actually, in terms of promoting stuff, um, it hasn't been announced yet. It will be announced tonight. Um, next week, that is next Wednesday, the 15th, we, me and Coma actually, will be doing a ballad theme show at Come On Everybody. So that'll be fun. Um, I have my weekly brunch at Toro Loco. That's fun. That's in the financial district. It's always popping. And yeah, I post everything that I do on socials too. So keep a lookout well it was so much fun having you both on the show (laughs) it was so much fun to be here thank you for having me thank you for having me i had so much fun i love tearing these girls apart (laughs) (laughs) a huge thanks to coma and jessica for coming on subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher and leave us a review while you're there if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block And that was Block Talk.